This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Today's episode is brought to you by Sexy Steamy Sex Story Podcast. Short sex stories, bite-sized story. For the ones in a rush, link in the description. and Check them out for a quick smile to your face. Welcome to my friend's Erotic Stories Podcast, Reddit's Best Erotica, where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online. Relax as you spice up your day-to-day lives with a little bit of naughtiness. Our girl of the story, Galena Dub. Check her Instagram link below while listening to the story. The next story is posted by user Navy Rigger from r slash erotica. The title of this post is Like a Good Neighbor, Part 5. Sit back and enjoy the story. Like a Good Neighbor, Part 5. Pain, nothing but pain, filled my psyche for the past three days. I sped off, leaving Riza on the street corner sobbing uncontrollably, my chest burning with rage and fury. I was mad at her, but not nearly as mad as I was at myself for being a fool and believing that someone is wonderful and amazing as Riza would ever take an honest interest in me like a love-struck boy. I played right into her ploy, blinded by my love, desire, and lust for her. She played me like a fiddle, talking about how horrible her husband was, how she had loved me for years and for a while. I believed every single word she had said, every fucking word. I just assumed she had a breeding or creepy fetish when she told me she wanted a baby with me, something I was all too willing to give her as her lover. However, I would not be some kind of sperm donor so she could get rich. I was so fucking pissed when I pulled into the driveway. I was trembling with rage, so much so that it took me a few tries to finally get the key into the lock. It was late, so I decided to take a hot shower to clear my mind of all the things I had heard. When I finished and got out, I wiped away the steam from the mirror and looked at myself. Stupidly, I let my emotions get the best of me as my fury flared again and I punched the mirror. Pieces of the mirror splintered and crashed into smaller splinters in the bowl of my sink, just like my heart was shattered into splinters. I gripped the edge of the sink as fresh red blood dripped from fresh gashes in my knuckles. Even the pain of the gashes on my knuckles paled in comparison to the sickening, white-hot pain in my chest. No matter how hard I mentally and physically willed myself, I could not stop the trembling. Fifteen minutes, several cotton swabs of peroxide, and a gauze wrap later, I stood at the foot of my bed. I have no idea how long I stood there. Could have been seconds, could have been minutes, but I couldn't take my eyes away from the wrinkled and crumpled sheets where she had laid only this morning. My eyes burned, a combination of tears and exhaustion. Reluctantly, I rubbed the burning from my eyes and just laid in the bed. I pulled the comforter up to my chest and tried to sleep. I rolled to my side, not feeling comfortable on my back. For a moment, there was peace and silence in my life. It was a brief moment, almost a blink, but it was there. As I took a deep breath through my nose, all of my anger and frustration ebbed away. The sweet-smelling scent of Riza was still on the sheet and comforter, combined with her strawberry-scented shampoo on the pillow she had slept on. 
That was all it took to strip me of my anger, leaving nothing but the pain, heartbreak, and the ache of loneliness behind as the darkness of my bedroom seemed to grow darker. On top of it all, there was the bitter sting of betrayal to process. I cried. I cried harder than I had ever cried in my life as I buried my face in her pillow, screaming at the top of my lungs trying to make the pain go away. Three days, for three whole days, I barely came out of my room. I called into work, claiming a stomach bug. In reality, my stomach was in knots and nauseous from a severe case of heartbreak. Part of me wished I could go back to the days before she and I had gotten involved romantically, back when she was the beautiful, exotic, and sweet wife of my best friend who lived across the street. By the second day, I had to force myself downstairs to eat something. Yet when I opened the pantry, everything inside just seemed so unappealing. I ended up settling for some water and saltini crackers. I had already eaten two and was starting to nibble on a third, but decided to stop before crawling back into the bed. My stomach was hurting. My heart was hurting. Everything was hurting. Every part of me was in pain. I was desperate to move past this and go back to my normal life. Like salt in a wound, I had a constant reminder of my mistake. Riza relentlessly texting and calling me, leaving voicemail after voicemail of her crying and begging me to give her a chance to explain things. In some messages, she was sobbing so hard I couldn't even understand her. I wanted to believe her. God knows I wanted to believe her, that everything we had done together had meant something. I just couldn't get over the feeling that she was hiding something from me. Knowing my luck, it was some sick erotic joke between her and Ronnie, and I was the punchline. I just didn't have the strength to get my hopes up and have my heart broken again. On the third day, the texts and phone calls just stopped. Part of me was relieved, yet another part was wishing she'd just send one more. Just one more message asking me to hear her out, to give her a chance to make it all make sense. I wasn't ready to make myself vulnerable just yet though. I really wanted her to come over and explain everything and make the madness go away. To heal all the pain and make me whole again. Yet I dare not get my hopes up because Riza and I were already walking on thin ice together. We were already having an affair in the middle of a nosy neighborhood where the gossip tends to travel at the speed of light. I wasn't ready to be the center of that gossip, to have everyone look at me like I was the villain in their favorite Disney story, to be seen as the man that tore a marriage apart. Yet all my thoughts raced back to Riza. Why had she stopped her messages now? Had she already given up? On the fourth day, I picked up the phone after not receiving anything from Riza in the past 24 hours. As I stared at the screen and thought of what I would say, I went to type my message, but my fingers shook uncontrollably. I set the phone down and took a deep breath, trying to calm myself before my heart leapt out of my chest. I picked up the phone and tried again, yet my hand still shook uncontrollably. Flexing my hand and knuckles, I let the sting of the still fresh cuts under the layers of gauze focus my mind and attention back to what I was intending to do. As I picked up the phone a third time, I tried to type out a message to Riza. This time my hands shook so bad that the phone fell from my grasp and crashed onto the floor. Defeated, I laid back onto the bed and resorted to staring at the ceiling for the next hour or so, contemplating the outcome of what her reply would have been had I managed to successfully type the message. On the fifth day, I felt better, more myself, more in control. I woke up, turned on the coffee maker, and pulled a bagel from the fridge. Sitting at my computer, 
I managed to take a few bites of my bagel and even to check my fantasy football scores. Other than feeling a bit warm, the pain wasn't as bad. It was still there, along with the ever-present stinging of her betrayal. Around 9, I received a text from my boss checking in on me to see how I was feeling. I was surprised to learn that my hands had stopped shaking and I was able to reply. A wisp of confidence filled me as I texted my boss, telling him I would be back in the office on Monday morning. I then thanked him for checking in on me. I put the phone down. I finally finished my cup of coffee and my bagel. I then decided I needed to take a shower to have the warm water calm my mind because all I could think about was her. I missed her, needed her, and wanted her. She was everything to me, but I hated her. I hated how I felt and how she made my mind conflicted. As I stood there, letting the water envelop me, I couldn't help but miss her. A part of me needed her. I needed those lips, those eyes, her body. How was I supposed to move on? Go back to what life was before that day. We fucked for the first time. As thoughts of her raced through my mind, I couldn't help the erection I was having. My dick wanted her so bad too. It wanted that tight little pussy of hers. It needed her like a diabetic needs insulin. Yet the memory of that day flashed, in my mind changed everything. I was done. I was done feeling this way. It was over. Around lunchtime, I decided to open up Reese's previous messages. As I started to type out a new message, letting her know that it was over, that I was done. Yet before I could send my message, a new message from her had popped up. It read, Kurt, my love, I know you are probably still mad at me. I swear to you that if you just give me a chance to explain, everything will make sense. I do love you. You might not believe me when I say that, but I promise you that I do. I love you with all of my heart. If you love me even as half, as much as you said you did, please, please, please give me a chance to explain. I am begging you. I want what you want. I want a baby with you and for us to become a family. I want you, Kurt. Only you. Minutes passed as I stared at the message on my phone. One chance, that is all she was asking for. Just one chance to make things right. I supposed if she truly was trying to con me into being a sperm donor, she would have given up days ago after she realized the jig was up. The fact that she was reaching out to me, asking for a chance to explain, begging me to hear her out. It made me think, maybe she really did indeed love me. Maybe what we had actually meant something to her. Maybe she did care enough to reveal what I know she was hiding from me. Maybe I should give her a chance. Maybe it was all a misunderstanding. My fingers tapped the screen as I started out the message. One chance Riza, one chance. That is it. If I don't like what you have to say, you leave and never contact me ever again. Understood. I watched as the message went from delivered to read status. At first, the three dots in the bottom left appeared and then just vanished. I watched, anxiously awaiting for those three dots to reappear or a message to come through. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. For a moment, I had images in my head of her screenshotting the messages and sending them to Ronnie as they both shared a good laugh together. A knock at my door made me jump, and my heart skipped a beat. Reluctantly, I carried myself downstairs somehow, irritated that someone was bothering me at this exact moment. As I turned the door handle, I remembered I was shirtless and wearing nothing but a gray pair of sweats. Cracking the door, I peeked my head out. I realized it was Riza at my door. My heart started to race. My whole body wanted and needed to feel her touch feel her caress, to feel every inch of her. She still lit a fire in my chest, still made my stomach flutter like a horny teenager seeing his first love. 
I had to admit I still loved her. I needed her so bad. Hey, she said with a quivering voice, breaking my thought and returning me back to reality. Her green eyes were red and puffy. Her beautiful face was blotchy. She had been crying and crying hard. My heart hurt, knowing that she was crying because of me. I could see that if she had to stand there any longer, that she might break. She stood with her arms crossed holding a piece of paper in hand. She wiped the corner of one of her eyes, where I knew a tear had settled. I opened the door the rest of the way and motioned for her to come in. I poured myself another cup of coffee and sat on the couch, leaving a healthy distance between me and her. As I brought the coffee mug to my lips and took a sip, I suddenly felt very lightheaded. I closed my eyes and tried to get the room to stop spinning. After a moment, the sensation passed, and I looked at Riza. Her face was as beautiful as ever, but her eyes told a different story. She looked worried, concerned, maybe even a little bit scared. Kurt, are you okay? She asked softly. I glared at her. The idiocracy of her question after what she put me through seeming almost malicious and rhetorical. Yeah, I'm fine, I said sharply. What's with the paper? Proof that what I am about to tell you is true, she said as she handed me the paper. See for yourself. I took the paper from her. At first glance, it was some kind of medical bill. I tried to look closer, but the lightheadedness returned with a vengeance and the ink on the paper seemed to blur together. I roughly rubbed my eyes to get them to focus again. No luck. I leaned forward to set the coffee mug on the table before I spilled it when I felt her arm on my shoulder. I turned my head to look at her and couldn't even make out her face. The last thing I remember was her screaming my name before the inevitable darkness consumed me. Kurt. Kurt, a voice said as I snapped awake. Huh? What? What's wrong? I said as momentary panic gripped me. Riza caressed my cheek gently to calm me. Relax babe, nothing is wrong. I just wanted you to come and see something. Riza was smiling down at me as she sat next to me on the couch. She looked genuinely happy, like she didn't have a care in the world holding her back. A black summer dress adorned with a red rose pattern hugged her curves and complimented her figure quite well. I realized that her breasts were noticeably larger than I had remembered. As her green eyes sparkled in the afternoon sunlight that filled the living room, I could help but admire how absolutely stunning she looked. Her hand gripped mine as I rose from the couch. Looking around, I rubbed my eyes, trying to make sense of what was going on. What's up? I asked groggily. Well after last night, you were so tired and exhausted that I just didn't have the heart to wake you. You and her snuggled up together was just so adorable. It almost brought me to tears, Riza said softly. Her, I said, confused. Poor baby. You were so tired last night you don't even remember passing out on the couch last night with her in your arms. Do you? Riza said as she kissed me sweetly on the cheek. Come on sleepyhead, you have to come and see this. I groaned as I rose from the couch. Riza walked me down the hallway, towards the spare bedroom of my house. We stopped at the doorway, as Riza nuzzled into me and I wrapped my arms around her. It felt so good to hold her again, feel her warmth against me, the smell of shampoo in her hair, and feel her touch on my skin. I looked into the room, adorned with all kinds of cartoonish animals, and pink. So, much, pink, pink curtains, pink lampshades, pink chairs, pink elephants, pink giraffes, pink bears, and pink bunnies. In the middle of it all, a single wooden baby crib painted in white. Inside of the baby crib was a tiny infant, with her little hair in a bow. Sucking her little thumb, she laid on her side, 
hugging a pink fluffy bunny half her size that laid under her arm as it played a soothing lullaby. Look how beautiful she is, Kurt, said Riza as she laid her head back and rested it on my shoulder. We really did make an adorable baby together. She gets her looks from her mama, I said as I swayed from side to side with Reza in my arms. Maybe, but those brown eyes are all from you, she said as she pulled my arms tighter around her and sighed deeply. Oh, and your dimples. Those are definitely your dimples. When she smiles, I swear I am the luckiest man in the world. I whispered into Reza's ear as I leaned down to kiss her neck. We are both lucky, she said as she stroked the back of my hand with her thumb. I mean the way the judge put Ronnie in his place in the middle of the courtroom. That was pure comedy. Everything else though, how I found the perfect dress in that thrift store. The timing of your brother graduating college early and making it to be your best man. And even how your cousin was able to work her magic on my dress. Even though I was as big as a whale. Babe, you were absolutely stunning in your wedding dress. Don't sell yourself short. I told her. She turned her head and glared at me. I am for 111. Is that some kind of short girl joke? Maybe, I replied with a playful smile. I was rewarded for my antics, with an elbow to the ribs as she giggled at the sound of air being forced from my lungs. Good thing you're only 411. If you were a fully grown woman that might have knocked the wind out of me. I told her as I gripped her tight. I felt her squirm and wiggle in my arms, as she tried to get back at me for my comment. After a few moments, she gave up and let me enjoy my small victory. We stood there for a few minutes watching our daughter sleep peacefully in her crib. Kurt, she said softly, almost a whisper. Yes, love, I replied. Would you be mad if I said I wanted another one? Riza asked as she nuzzled into me, wiggling her butt against my crotch. Another baby? So soon? I asked, expecting that this was some kind of relationship test she read online. Are you sure you're ready? Yes. I checked with the doctor at my appointment. Earlier this week and I am cleared to resume sexual activity, she said as she turned in my arms and faced me. I don't know. I mumbled as I pondered her question. Riza bounced on her toes as she let her impatient side come out. Kurt, please, please, please can we have another baby? I look at her and I can't bear the thought of her growing up alone, like I did. She needs a little brother or sister to keep her company. I mean, after the judge granted you the money, you paid off the house and bought us both new cars. We invested the rest, and we are living comfortably off of what I bring home. I took a deep breath and continued, if having another baby is what you truly want and what you think is best for her. I can't say no. Yay, she said excitedly, as she stood on her tiptoes and wrapped her arms around my neck and kissed me. When are you thinking you want to try for another baby? Right now, she said as she yanked my arm down the hallway. Riza pulled me up the stairs, and she was almost skipping with excitement as we bounded up the stairs. She pushed open the bedroom door and pulled me towards the end of the bed. I reached out to embrace her, but she shoved me back and I fell onto the bed. Before I could recover, she was already ripping off my belt. She had a predatory look about her, like a lioness seeking her next meal. As soon as she had my button undone, she was pulling with all her weight trying to get my pants down. She grunted and tugged, and the next thing I knew my jeans and underwear were flying across the bedroom landing somewhere near the window. Her hands grasped the bottom of her summer dress and lifted it above her head. The dress flew across the room to land on the floor near my jeans. She stood between my legs, and I realized that her B-cups had swelled a few cup sizes since I last recalled. Whoa, I said as my jaw dropped while I stared at her breasts. 
Reese's hands held her breasts, and she smiled at me, I know. Great, aren't they? They must be if I am getting praise from a certified-ass man. I nodded approvingly as she giggled and dropped to her knees. Her gentle hand wrapped around the base of my shaft, and she flicked her eyes up at me as she licked my tip. As she locked her lips around my shaft, she kept her eyes on me and smiled as she took me deeper into her mouth. Reese's mouth was amazing, and she knew it. She knew just how to move her tongue to make me moan with ecstasy, and she wasn't holding anything back this time around. Hungry sucking sounds emanated from her mouth, and she slipped me into her throat and bobbed her head. After a few moments, she released my cock from her mouth and gasped for air. A bubbly string of her saliva stretching from my cock to her mouth. Then she doved down again, making me moan out and grip the bedsheets. She giggled as she fucked her throat with my cock while she watched me squirm and moan from her oral persistence. Just when I was about to come, I swelled in her throat and she released me before I went over the edge. Damn you're way too good at that, baby, I said breathlessly as my grip on the bed sheets relaxed. I know, believe it or not, before we hooked up I spent a week learning to do that with one of my toys, just for you. She said as she climbed on top of me. Her hand gripped my cock again, as she pressed me to her opening and looked at me as she lowered her hips. Slowly, her pussy stretched around my girth, as I slid into her. She threw her head back and moaned loudly as I filled her. There was a little quiver to her voice as my full length slid inside of her. Satisfied with her work, she reached forward and laced her fingers in between mine on both of our hands as she started to rise up and down my length. I let her have her moment, that peaceful, blissful moment where she was in complete control, and then I struck. Not today, I said as I sat up quickly and bent our arms behind her back and pinned her to my lap. Any semblance of resistance to the quick change of control faded away as her body went limp and her thighs squeezed my hips. Oh fuck you're so deep, babe. She moaned as I watched her eyes roll into the back of her head. I released her hands and grabbed her hips. She instinctively extended her arms and dangled from my neck as I thrust it into her. Her eyes went wide as I pressed into her cervix. Immediately she began to moan as I made deep, forceful thrusts in and out of her. Her thighs tightened around me more as her legs wrapped around my waist as she held on for dear life as I began to ravage her with my cock. Her moaning had all but stopped, replaced by euphoric screams of pleasure as skin slapped against skin and her juices coated both of us in wetness. Her face twisted into a combination of surprise, bliss, and concentration. But her green eyes screamed at me not to stop. Swollen breasts bounced up and down on her chest as I thrusted with everything I had and her body shook with each crash of my hips into her own. Her walls gripped around me, despite my best efforts to distract myself and last longer for her. I was no match for Riza's demanding and hungry pussy as she started to build towards her orgasm. Riza, I ah, I yelled out as I tried to hold back the pressure behind my cock that was on the verge of bursting whether I wanted it to or not. As if waiting for the cue to appear on stage, Riza's orgasm came on as I could no longer hold back and I felt myself swell inside of her as I moaned and groaned. Finally releasing my climax inside of her, her body went tense as her back arched and her fingers squeezed the back of my neck. I could feel her pussy pulse around me as I pulsed my seed inside of her. Her legs trembled as she screamed in pleasure and my leg trembled as I came hard. Together, we went limp and folded into each other, both breathless and trembling as we held each other and came down from our climaxes. I kept myself planted inside of her and laid us back onto the bed. I kept my eyes closed 
and waited for the stars in my vision to clear and my leg trembling to subside before I opened my eyes again. Opened them to Reese's beautiful green eyes staring into mine, a satisfied and surprised look on her face. I don't know where you learned that from, but I owe them a thank you, she said as she blew a stray strand of hair from her face. Yeah, I said, still trying to catch my breath. Oh yeah, she said as she tried to catch her breath. The way your cock filled my whole pussy and seemed to want to shove my cervix out of the way. I've never even had a toy that deep. Wow, just fucking wow. I need to lay on my back until I can feel my legs again after that one. Riza rolled off of me and crashed onto the bed next to me. I felt her hand grip mine as I closed my eyes and concentrated on my breathing and slowing my heart rate. I felt a sharp pain in my hand and tried to pull it away from Riza's hand, but she wouldn't let go. Baby, that hurts. You're squeezing too hard, I said. No response. Riza, seriously? That hurts, I said again. I turned my head and opened my eyes. Riza wasn't there, but my hand still hurt. I all of the sudden felt very dizzy, and as I looked around the room, everything began to blur. I looked up at the fan, and the light hanging from it grew brighter and brighter. I had to shield my eyes from the brightness, as it seemed to consume my vision, even with my eyes closed. When the brightness faded away, I looked at my hand. It was wrapped in gauze and a medical wrap of some kind. Riza was resting her head on the railing hanging off the side of my bed, her hand gripping my gauzed hand. My vision was still blurred, but I could see Riza clearly in the middle of my vision. The acrid smell of rubbing alcohol and sanitizers was going to make me sick. As I pulled my hand back, Riza's head lifted from her elbow resting on the railing and I watched as her eyes went wide with surprise. Oh my god, you're awake. There was a faint tone and then an unfamiliar voice. How can I help you? Riza spoke with excitement in her voice. Get the doctor. He's awake. That was one hot story from our friend. Make sure to rate and subscribe to be notified for future uploads. Thank you to the Patreons that help this podcast run smoothly. You have been listening to our Friends Erotic Stories.